0: Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Humans of ID podcast. With the geographical diversity that we have here at the LSE and particularly within our Department of International Development, it is very exciting to have the opportunity to speak with fellow students on topics that particularly connect to their region and hear insider perspectives about them from those students. So for this week's episode, uh, we are going to sit down with uh, two students. Uh, so we have Luis Gutierrez Rojas from Colombia. Hi Luis.
1: Hi, how are you Nune? Thank you for the invitation.
0: Hi, and we have Enrique Gois from Brazil. Hi Enrique. Hello Nune. Um Where are you guys from in, in your home countries?
1: Uh, I'm from a city called Cali, which is which has like two and a half million people. And is in the Southwest of Colombia, close to the border with Ecuador.
2: And I am um, from a city called San Jose dos Campos. That's an hour and a half from Sao Paulo, which is the, the biggest city in Brazil. Um, but my my regional city has about 700,000 people. So it's a, considered a mid-sized city for, for Brazil.
0: Mm. Great, great. Um, all right, so if we are motivated with the, with the sunny weather here, I uh, want to ask, um, can you just elaborate a little bit, you know, what were you doing before coming to LSE, uh, where were you working, what were your interests?
2: Nice. Well, I can maybe bring a short summary of what brought me here. So I, I started studying international relations at the University of São Paulo um in brazil well uh, i i graduated stay for some time just working and then got into a master of public management also in brazil and and finally um well i ended up getting it at lse uh last year right uh, to start the the master in development management so I was I, my work started with the with NGOs. So I worked for Article Nineteen, which is a international NGO that work with public accountability, transparency, social participation, these sorts of topics. And then about four or five years ago, I was uh, hired to work at the local government in Brazil. So I was working for the government of the city of São Paulo, which is a which was a a quite big challenge because the city of Sao Paulo has 12 million people. So it's nearly the size of of a country. And uh, yeah, I worked there as a, I guess we could call it policy advisor. And and later on as a policy, uh, as a project lead, I was working there uh, with the same topics that I worked on civil society. So I was working with uh, public accountability, transparency, social participation, and something called the open government agenda. Uh, which put me in connection to policymakers in other parts of the world, which was which was pretty uh, nice. And on the last on my last um, seven uh, to nine months at the, the City Hall of São Paulo, I uh, started working as a director of partnerships at the uh, at our laboratory for public innovation. So essentially, a laboratory for public innovation is a unit, a department in the City Hall that is trying to think in ways. To make government more efficient, and by efficient they mean more with a greater capacity to deliver to people, right? To, to meet people's desires, to um, do more with the resources that we have. As we know, government is still so highly inefficient in many in many countries. So that was the the sort of uh, challenge that we were trying to to work on. And yeah, I, I worked there for the my last nine months before coming to to LSE it was a bit more, let's say still had some aspects of transparency and accountability, but, but was more like innovation and state capacity.
0: Thank you for that. I, I'm just curious, Enrique, how did you see the, the transition from going from civil society to becoming a government worker?
2: Yeah, for me, it was quite natural. So I, I was working in Article 19 uh, in a project with the government. And one of the officials that um, was working directly with me was gonna leave uh, her position, and um, yeah, so they had this open um, open vacancy up there, and I applied for it, and, and I was successful at, at the end. But for me, it was um, sort of an upgrade in the challenge. Um, I think I was for a long time. I spent I spent a long time on the side that was complaining about the government or that was pressuring the government, but I was also curious yeah. to think, well. Why things are not happening the pace that we want it to happen? You know, what is going on inside the government? Like, do they actually have everyone they need? Or which type of challenge are they tackling? And because of this, I wanted to go to the government. You know, I, I've also, during my work at, at that NGO, I was in contact with some folks from the Federal Ministry of Transparency in Brazil. And many of them were, like, tackling this amazing uh, challenges of fighting corruption or... Uh, guaranteeing the public resources were being, were being used in a good way. So I was a bit, I was feeling inspired about it. And I was like, I need to, to tackle this challenge, I need to understand how it is. And once I got inside it, I just really fell in love with public policy. And uh, yeah, just remained there for the next uh, five uh, years.
0: Great. How
1: about you, Luis? I also worked with the Colombian government, with the regional government, after after finishing my undergraduate in 2017. So I started almost immediately working with the government in issues related with social policy mainly. I was working actually in the Secretary of Social Development and Participation. So And I worked there uh, until September 2021 when I came to the LSE. In all that period of time, so I, I was project leader, team leader. Uh, and the main project where I was which I was involved with uh, it was the strengthening of some local organization we have in Colombia, but I'm pretty sure that local organization exists in all Latin America, but they have different names. In Colombia, they are called Action co- Community Action Juntas, which in Spanish would be like Junta de Acción Comunal. They are local organization, basis organization where people try to participate not only in politics, but also. In, in seeking solution for its problems, uh, trying to influence the public decision of governments and et cetera. So I was strengthening them. I was working with local communities, rural communities in some um, cities affected by the Colombian conflict armoured in the north of, the, of my department, of my region. And then in, 20, in 2020, actually, at the same time, I mean, I ha- there was a time where I had two jobs. It was insane. <laughs> and I hope never to do that again. <laughs> but I did it because actually I had I, in that time I already had in my mind that I needed um, to save money because I was I was going to the LSE and I have to pay uh, for some issues. I have to keep improving my English because I I have never lived I have never lived in an English speaking country and the English I have learned is for TV shows and um, news. And this English school in Colombia, and I, I was aware. So I started to pay for my English classes. I started to study a lot of issues. I was also studying a master in Colombia in management. So I took a second job in 2020 in a consultancy firm. So we started to work also issues related with more public policy, transparency, accountability, and we formulated some policies also in with the with another organization of the government, pretty much. That, that is like a summarizing of what I was doing before being in the LSE. And I decided to come to the LSE. I mean, of course, there is not only one reason. No, uh, There is personal reasons I needed to change. I needed to leave Colombia for a while. Professional reasons because uh, I wanted to be more competitive in the labor market. And academic reasons because it's the LSE, it's the LSE. But I'm studying development studies.
0: Mhm great it's um it's great that you mentioned you know all of the things that you did before coming to LSC because you know you get here but there's so much work that goes behind it you know so many years of different types of jobs that you're taking or classes that you're taking and the, the reasonings actually behind um applying to to get
1: here there are some causes actually that i took because of my background and not only my professional background also because of my the personal experience you have in colombia and i i'm pretty sure in you know all latin america in latin america we have the same phenomenon poverty that's why i took poverty informal econ- informal economy that's why i I'm seen 19- informal economy. Problems with democracy, corruption and cleanliness, and that's why I took democracy and development. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's, it's totally related with not only my professional and academic, but also personal experiences.
2: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, maybe I could um, quickly talk a bit about what made me come to LSE as well. So I was, by working with public uh, policy at the local level, I faced many of those issues that Luis was mentioning, uh, such as inequality, poverty, all of this. The one that always struck me, one that always like got me very frustrated about was the lack of resources the government faced to tackle all of the issues. You know, Even if we have a scenario of zero corruption and not very high government efficiency, still we were dealing with way less resources than uh, other governments in, in richer countries would have. Mm-hmm. That obviously would undermine our capacity to deliver great services. So we're trying to do a lot with little, right? We're trying to build a a national health system, a national educational system, all of this, but um, with very few resources. And I was uh, I was curious about that, and then started investigating, started reading more about economics. I had already studied economics in the undergrad, but I was. Um, honestly very disappointed back then because i thought economics was very limited in terms of it, perception of the world and i was needing content that was in a way more complex and that could uh, address those topics that were so dear for us at, at um, developing countries but that i didn't really see in neoclassical theory such as sustainability or inequality and so on therefore i started studying by myself a bit of economics i had one other really nice public economics course at my previous master. And at some point, I decided, well, that's it. That's what I need to study. Like, one of the things that Brazil really needs right now is to to learn how to, well, promote prosperity to its people, to promote a development that is not obviously just about GDP growth, but it's about sustainability as well as about inclusion, about many other things. But it does need to to grow and develop itself in many ways uh, because even if we distribute everything, we're still going to need more because. There's just not enough resources right now in Brazil. And and that was it. Then I I had a friend that was studying um, social policy here at LSE, We talked a bit. She talked about how she liked LSE. Then I started Googling up and researching the universities in in many places of the world that were relevant to me. And uh, I decided then to come to LSE. The Master in Development Management seemed to me uh, as the perfect course because it would, would be kind of a... Uh, bringing a lot of economics and development, but also this more management, uh, public policy ab- approach, like institutional approach that really interest me. Uh, I was really uh, happy also about because LSE is a very acknowledged university and so on. And also because LSE had many um, scholarships I could apply to. and uh, That was a very relevant uh, issue for me as well. So, yeah, I guess those were, were the reasons that uh, for I, I chose LSE.
0: So me and Enrique, are course mates, we're both studying development management, but um, for example, our electives are different. Uh, What electives are you taking, Enrique?
2: Um, Nice. So I'm taking two electives. Uh, One is DV492, which is the second part of the economics specialism. I don't remember the title exactly, to be frank, but it's um, uh, Analysis of Government Action in the Economy or... Analysis of public um, public policy for economy. So it's a bit like what what type of uh, interventions can government do in the economy? What what are the effects of them? What is um, some of the challenges with uh, government's intervention in economy? And the other one I'm taking is PP four one one L, which is political economic applications for public policy, which is essentially it's a, it's, it has a lot to do with our course. I, I always joke that it could be called development management. So that would be fine, because essentially uh, professors are trying to uh, discuss what are some ways in which countries can promote uh, development. It's, it's really practical. It's really public policy. So they give us like analytical frameworks, ideas of things that we need to pay attention to, country examples. You have some more. So the, the, the class is convened by four professors. Some of them are more academic ones, but most of them have had uh, experience in the public sector, uh, inclusive, uh, most of them in, in Latin America. So it's a pretty uh, interesting one. It's sort of like if you were sitting in the chair of government tomorrow, what were you gonna do? You know, That's basically what they're trying to, to address
0: we we don't have the same uh, program with luis but we are uh, taking a similar elective course ICT and uh, socio-economic oh. development we are in the same seminar and we were just talking with him uh, the other day that you know uh, we have been taking courses where we can apply our previous knowledge from our previous experiences you know as you mentioned uh, luis uh, There is huge poverty issue in Latin America. So you take the course in poverty or um, so on. But um, a lot of times LSE kind of also opens up uh, new fields for you that you were not aware of before. Yeah, if you could um, elaborate on that more.
1: Sure, sure. Um, Let's talk about the course you just mentioned. You you are totally right when you say that. I mean, you have both paths, you know, you can choose. So you can dig in what you already know, and you can open your mind to new knowledge. So actually, I, when I the first meeting I have with my mentor, I was telling him, telling her because she's a she. Um, I I I have I want to show between these two causes. I have democracy and development on the one hand, but I have a theory of administration, or of police administration, something like that. But I don't remember the cause. So I wanted to take theories of administration. And she said, okay, tell me your background. And I said, okay, i finished a master in management. I am a political scientist. I have worked with the government. And she said, okay, <clears> took <throat> development and democracy because it's going to show you a, a broader landscape of the topics. You are going to learn new things in that course. If you want to reinforce what you already have, so take this. So I decided, okay, democracy and development. Okay, democracy in Latin America yeah, is a disaster. so." I want to understand uh, the relationship with the economic growth, poverty, inequality, and democracy. And I say, okay, let's go ahead. Let's stay democracy and development. And I don't regret that decision. Actually, thanks to that, I have made some analysis in my mind about the upcoming Colombian elections and also a little bit about the Brazilian election, but I am not an expert in Brazil. And I decided to write an article for the blog, the LSE blog, and it was published like this week,
0: wow! Congratulations!
1: Nice, nice. That's cool. just one of the advantages. of you were you, you were just saying. I mean, you can both strength what you already know, or you can learn new thing that you had no idea that exist.
2: No, I agree. I think, and I think that's really good. Um, I was faced with the same uh, questions when I was at the beginning, because I, as I have a public policy background, but I do love public policy. I was very tempted to get more public policy courses. <laughs> But at some point I was also like reflecting and um, it was thinking, well, but why did I came here? Right. Why did I came to LSC?" And one of the things was well, to learn aspects of policy that I, I don't know, or aspects of <clears throat> development and economics that I honestly have um, little idea. That's why I, I decided to take the the specialism because it was a lot about this, about understanding economics with, uh, with depth and um, in a way, challenge ourse- uh, oneself. And it was a huge challenge. I think the first course of, of the, the specialism, specialism is really hard because we're learning uh, economic theory and we're learning econometrics. So we're learning like um, regressions and all of this. And both of them are pretty challenging. But looking in perspective, I think, was a great thing because it was a lot of learning. It was a hard process because it took a lot of work, but, um, but I also learned a lot uh, with it and... And most of all, I think I've learned stuff that um, in a way were complementary and they're going to assist me in, in my future work. If I had studied only public policy, which is something I like, maybe I will be in a way r- repeating myself and some of the things. Yeah. One of the things I like about LSE was, was the fact that we managed to, uh, we got to choose from courses from different departments and... Um, so I guess you know, to some extent you can um, tailor uh, your course to the way you you want. you can get a bit more of social policy or a bit more of economics, a bit more of whatever you feel is is, is more relevant to you.
0: yeah you, um it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because i um, I personally think we all take different things even if we are from the same course, you know, even if you take <laughs> one course. That and you have the same instructor, you have the same dis- discussions, we all take different uh, learnings from the same course, kind mm-hmm. of relating to our own experiences and tailoring to our own experiences. Mm-hmm. So I guess my follow-up question for that would be, um, you know, do you see anything, for example, the, the geopolitics in Latin America differently or uh, the development aid or the way that government functioned? you know, how, how do you see um, things differently with your new knowledge uh, from your degree, um, kind of tailoring uh, going back to your own experiences that you had before.
1: Uh, I must say that that yes of course I, I see something different uh, but I, I like to, to, to tell you before that I am a kind of a frustrated economist. I, 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 but I realized that I wanted to be an economist too late. I mean that's what I thought in that time because I started my undergrad being a little bit, older. I mean, I was so young. I I was 19 when I started. So when I realized I wanted to be an economist, I said, okay, no, I I won't start again. I'm going to be a political scientist. But doing this master has provided me with, I think, some tools for understanding better the economy. That's something valuable, you know. And because of that, so I have made a lot of analysis of what is coming on in Colombia, in Latin America, related with the our model of development and i feel that this new knowledge i am acquiring here and getting here in the the london school of of economics like open a new window open a new opportunity to analyze some things that i didn't see before because i had not not the skills but because i didn't have the perspective that economic perspective so Mm -hmm. actually because of that i I made uh, another analysis of and also, I did. I have decided this year that I'm going to write and write and write. And write. Based on what i have learning here, where based on what I have learned here in the LSE. I have decided that I want, I'm going to write a lot of columns and opinions in Spanish and English. And I decided to write one. Actually, this this week I've, I wrote one, uh, and it's thanks to the, the experience I have. I'm being happy. I am. Um, I have had here. So how now after the. 30 years, we can finally uh, challenge the, the model of development we have in Colombia, which was something we couldn't do in the past because of the conflict, because of the uh, because of the time, because of the um, marginality that the left uh, democratic political parties were. And that's something I could see and I could analyze thanks to the knowledge I, I acquired at the LST. I mean, actually, I wasn't aware of what were the advantages and disadvantages of the model we have. The inflationary control, the monetary policy, the fiscal policy, the social policy we have in Latin America. And I say Latin America because we all share that same characteristics and this similar phenomena. I mean, you can not extrapolate them, but you can compare them.
2: I agree, I agree. Yeah, I think there are many, uh, many similarities between our countries and the comparison is often useful for us. I'm thinking about one of the things that I, I started seeing different Because of differently, because of the course, I think the first would be the relevance of institutions and political economy. We always have that impression in 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 Brazil that those things are important. It's even even in a common sense, people would complain, "Wow, it's because the government functions in that way, or because the elites think on that way." But it was very interesting to see in a more theoretical and more like based on evidence um, perspective. On how actually that's the case, how institutions and the, the role of elites uh, in, in my country and in Latin America, how do they actually shape a lot of what we have in terms of uh, economic development? So that was um, pretty, I don't know important for me, I guess. And now I, I even uh, even have a, a stronger perspective on the importance of having good people being elected or having already also thought about this, but also like for a long time was working in the bureaucracy. So in a way, I think uh, now I can see even more the relevance of, of institutions and political economy on, on development. The second thing would be the relevance of growth um, I think there is a huge issue in, in all of the world, it's not just a Latin American issue, of this obsession for GDP growth and obsession of growth with no qualities. So I think that's still an issue. Uh, but what got me, um, let's say, to some extent, surprised is, is actually the relevance of, of having growth. It needs to be a sustainable and inclusive one. But um I think quite often we don't pay as much attention to it, or at least I I wouldn't be paying as much attention about the the huge differences in income that exist between countries and between people and how... um, Economic growth and and redistribution can be very can be a major way of promoting prosperity of taking people out of poverty. That was the main one of the main resources that the developed, developed countries um, did in the past. And finally, the third thing is that it's not clear still for academics how to do a sustainable and inclusive growth. I was expecting, to be honest, to hear more about this here at LSE, but I, I feel. Like there's still many academic and theoretical challenges to this. So I think that's an area that needs to to improve. Even one of my, my professors, she she said, well, it's up to your generation to do a framework better than this one that I'm showing to you because this one is not as inclusive uh, and as sustainable as as we, as we wanted to. Um, and I was like, okay, interesting. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a challenge uh, for us. How do we, Manage to to do different types of growth, different types of development that are sustainable and and include people.
0: Mm-hmm. I like what your professor said. Uh, you know, I think uh, LSE has this um, very interesting uh, phenomenon uh, that I noticed that uh, they teach you all of these things, but they expect that you're going to go to the world and do great things and then challenge whatever you have learned here, you know, Um, think of new ways Mm -hmm. of new frameworks. So what are your ideas, uh, your aspirations uh, for the future? Once you, once you graduate with this degree, what do you want to do? How do you How do you see the connection of your degree and your future aspirations?
1: Wow, that's a a hard question, you know, because I don't have like a big plan for my future. But I'm I'm pretty sure I want to go back to Latin America. I want to go back to Colombia. Uh, Sometimes I have big dreams. like try to make big huge impacts in Colombia, like either being a ministry or trying to influence politics because also I I love politics. And I like to participate in politics, either as part of the government or as part of the um, legislative power. Anyway, so that that's one path I have actually. But also, I have let's say that the umbrella of any uh, decision I I can make after finishing my graduation it's trying to influence and trying to change how the things are done in Latin America. You know, especially of course regarding I think my two, two issues that I'm really worried about. Our poverty, because as I said before, now I can analyze and now I can be aware that the economic model we have, the development model we have right now, haven't improved uh, poverty so much. I mean, we still have seen, we still see people on streets, living on the street, um, asking for money in the street, and children with food insecurity, um, sexual. Uh, sexual abuse, violation, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, inequality. That's like the two, the two big issues I like to work with. I like to address either with social policy, with the government, with an NGO, with a consultancy firm. I mean, regardless of the path, what is more important for me is the destination, the final point the arrival point, how am I going to address that? Two issues that I'm very really worried about. And of course, maybe a third one that I'd like to, to work with is like democracy and the strengthening of democracy. But even though I believe that the structural transformation and are, are crucial, so as I said before, I still don't have like the big plan. I only know that I want to go back to Latin America with this new knowledge, try to influence politics, public decisions, uh, either in the, inside the government, out the government, with a consultancy, with an NGO, with uh, the legislative power—that's the point. I mean, the point is try to improve the life of the of the other people.
2: Oh, that's awesome! And I think we have quite similar <laughs> future perspectives. Uh, yeah, for me, in the long run, I think my my best. Um, my, my favorite choice would be to work at the federal government in Brazil. I really loved working at the local government, but I think the federal government in terms of like resources and level of impact is, is obviously bigger. And I think <coughs> it would be a nice, uh, interesting challenge to tackle. And I would really like to be working there with things that would be reducing poverty or inequality. So, either policies of economic development, it could be policies also of education and uh, promoting innovation in society, which are also important things for, for development, uh, or social policy that would be addressing inequalities, um, such as uh, transfers or even in kind type of transfers, transfers, talking about education, health, and, and all of these other uh, types of social uh, services. Um, yeah, I would like to do that in the long run, um, maybe in the mid run. Um, work in other like companies or consultancies or other type of agencies that work with development as well. I really think that it's important though to, to to it would be important for me to go back to my country. I feel like um, it would be interesting to work in a development bank, uh, but just on the short run Because to be honest, I don't like no country became rich because of the World Bank, you know, like they were helpful for sure. But uh, the main issue is how the own country manages to get its own development. You know how civil society acts up there, how uh, private enterprises, how the government and everything. So I I really want to go back to my country to work on these issues. Um, But yeah, on the short run, we'll be happy to work in international uh, organizations that also for sure there are many of them. Uh, which have an amazing impact in the world. Uh, So uh, one thing that that was interesting um, during this uh, course was that we had this uh, consultancy project. uh, And and because of this, I I guess we also um, managed to get to know more organizations. Uh, So I was working uh, in the, the consultancy project, I'm working with the Global Fund which was an organization that I I had heard about but didn't know a lot about. And they have an amazing work building health systems, supporting development of health systems uh, and tackling uh, some very important diseases uh, throughout the world. So those those would be interesting experiences to have as well. And they're very connected to development.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. It was lovely to have this conversation. I was here today with Luis Gutierrez Rojas uh, from Colombia. He's studying development studies. And Enrique Goyes, who is studying development management from Brazil. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our conversation. And we look forward to our next conversation next Tuesday. Bye.